I suggest that we can prove the existence of God from the impossibility of the contrary. As Christians, we do not give up our intellect. The strongest evidence and argument for the existence of God is that without a belief in God, you can't prove anything. How can the law be material? That's the question I'm going to ask you. I would say no. And can you give me an example of anything other than God that's immaterial? Welcome to the Revealed Apologetics Podcast. I'm your host, Elias Ayala, and here at Revealed Apologetics, Our goal is to equip believers to defend the Christian faith, and we want to equip you to do it in a way that is honoring to God and faithful to Scripture. So sit back, relax, get your thinking caps on, and let's dive into our topic for today. Once again, welcome back to the Revealed Apologetics podcast. Today, we are going to cover the 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 topic of fairies, (laughs) God, and the cause of the universe. Okay, and I'll kind of explain uh, what I mean by this. And I I think this is an important um, an important topic in that it allows us to highlight the attributes of God and uh, respond to a, a very popular objection that we hear out in the internet. Um, by certain atheists and skeptics and things like that. So uh, let's talk a little bit about fairies, God, and the cause of the universe. Christians affirm that that God brought the universe into existence, ex nihilo. Okay, that, that's, that is to say that we believe that God created the universe out of nothing. Okay, he spoke and the universe bursted into existence. Now, according to the biblical narrative, um, God did not create the universe out of, out of like pre-existing stuff. Okay. As the creator of the universe, God is not a being who exists within the universe, right? Uh, that's to say that, that God transcends the universe. He, he doesn't take up space within the universe. He must transcend the universe because he created the universe. Now, as creator of the universe, God is not composed of anything within the universe. Now, the universe constitutes all of space, time, matter, and energy. Well, but God is beyond space, time, matter, and energy because he created space, time, matter, and energy. Does that that make sense, right? God cannot be composed of of those things. He actually transcends them. He created them, okay? Now, as the creator and cause of the universe, which, which itself constitutes all of space, time, matter, and energy, God is himself not composed of nor limited by space, limited by time, matter, and energy. All right, so God is as the creator and cause of the universe. He's eternal, spaceless, right? He's non-material, he's immaterial because he created space, 
He created time. He created matter and energy, right? So this being said, how might we respond to the skeptic who suggests that God need not be the necessary cause of the universe? For all we know, um, you know, you'll hear often skeptics say, for all we know, a magical fairy brought the universe into existence. Now, believe it or not, it's often the atheist who brings up the topic of, of fairies and magic and things like that. You know, our magical sky daddy, you know, as some people would uh, refer to God as. Uh, this is because many skeptics think of God as, as something just as fictional as magical fairies. Um, but I think the thoughtful and reflective skeptic understands really the superficiality of that idea. But again, it does come up, and so I think it's important to uh, address. Okay, now I'm going to take a quick little uh, sip of my coffee, so I do apologize. So one second. Oh man, you really need that caffeine. <clears throat> and I do apologize if my voice sounds a little uh, a little deep and weird kind of getting over uh being sick so but anyway all right so uh so so as i said before we we often uh hear from the skeptic well for all we know a magical fairy brought the universe into existence um but if we understand fa i mean let's examine that for ex for example right if people think you know god is just as fictional as a fairy well well i would argue that we need to be very careful with what we allow the skeptic to get away with because when, when people posit, say, a a cause of the universe and they come up with some you know fictional being uh, to equate with God, we have to understand that many of these fictional beings um, are incoherent notions. And so if you posit an incoherent concept as the cause of the universe, then it doesn't actually compete with the God option of being the cause of the universe because the idea of god we can argue is a coherent concept whether you believe in god or not um, the concept of a transcendent creator is coherent now uh if you come up with a kind of a hypothetical fake you know hypothetical cause of the universe if the idea that you're positing is incoherent then it's not a legitimate option and it's not a legitimate comparison to the concept of god you know for example you know, the, some people say, well, there's no evidence for God just as much as there's no evidence for invisible pink unicorns. Well, there's no such thing as invisible pink unicorns because invisible pink unicorns is a logically incoherent concept, right? And if it's invisible, you can't see it. It's unseeable. And if it's unseeable, then how can it be pink, right? <laughs> okay, so you have kind of a, a contradictory concept there. So if we understand fairy uh, in the traditional sense that we're, you know, when we're dealing with a being defined you know, if we, if we think of a fairy as traditionally defined, a fairy is a small imaginary being of human form that has magical powers, especially a female one, right? So fairies are usually female, um, and they are small, imaginary, you know, human-looking things with magical powers, right? Now, if we remove, for the sake of example, the idea that this fairy is not, we, we could say, perhaps this fairy is not imaginary, right? But it's real. We can then evaluate whether it's a coherent concept for a fairy to be the transcendent cause of the universe. Okay, Now, the reason why a fairy cannot be the transcendent cause of the universe is because fairies have bodies, right? They're, they're, they're small. They have a small human form, so they take up space, right? Bodies take up space. They have mass. However, if this fairy is the cause of all space, time, matter, and energy, then there's a problem. Since the fairy would exist as taking up space, 
while at the same time being the creator and cause of space. Space would exist prior to the existence of space, which is a contradiction. Well, unless one posits a sort of space beyond our space or a multiverse of sorts. But perhaps this magical fairy has the capacity to create other universes outside of its own or something like that, you know, someone might say. But if this is the case, then the fairy, thusly defined, ceases to be equivalent to the God idea, which, at least within the Christian conception, God is the creator of all things, even the multiverse, if there is one. Now, now suppose one suggests that this fairy doesn't take up space, right? Okay, so this fairy is immaterial, right? You know, hypothetically speaking, this, this fairy is immaterial, uh, it's spaceless, timeless, eternal, changeless, etc., Okay, all of these characteristics that must be the case if this thing is going to be the cause of all space, time, matter, and energy. Okay, so perhaps perhaps the fairy is immaterial, spaceless, timeless, and eternal, changeless, changeless, etc. Right, thus being an adequate transcendent cause of the universe and the multiverse, if there is one. I think, I think the problem here is is that the one who posits such a conception of fairy is merely applying all of the traditional attributes of God onto this redefined version of a fairy and calling it a fairy. However, I hope it's I hope it's clear that, that such a person is implicitly putting forth a God as the cause of the universe, but not calling him God, but just calling it a fairy, right? So this just won't work. It's an illegitimate move to think that any old thing can replace the concept of a creator God and be an adequate explanation of equal worth to the concept of a transcendent creator God of the universe. Now, we could say more about this, but I think once you posit a fairy, a unicorn, a magical whatever as the cause of the universe, it must have certain qualities. If it creates all space, time, and energy, it needs to be beyond space, time, matter, and energy and has to have all of the traditional characteristics of God anyway. And so you don't escape the God uh, – you don't escape the idea of God being the cause of the universe. You're just calling God something else but giving it its same transcendent properties, which is an illegitimate move, all right? So so with that being said, I hope uh, that this is helpful uh, when we're talking about uh, what it means to be a transcendent cause of the universe. And so this is the conclusion, the short, short episode. Um, this is the conclusion to our episode entitled Fairies, God, and the Cause of the Universe, all right? Well, I hope this is helpful. Uh, take care, and God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening to Revealed Apologetics. If you have any questions that you would like me to answer um, on one of our podcast episodes, please feel free to send in your question uh, at revealedapologetics at gmail.com.